Welcome to The Safe Room, your safe haven for gaming, news, and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 9 and a 5, 95, which just so happens to be the Metacritic score for The Last of Us Part 2. Yo, we nailed it. <laughs> Please don't review on nailed this episode, it. guys. Nailed it. We actually get a, we get a bonus. Uh, our dev team gets a bonus for hitting that Metacritic score. Um, All the save roommates get a bonus. They're just going to give us a Manscaped shaver. <laughs> Just one with this, with our logo on it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be sick. With the typewriter and everything. I tried, I petitioned so hard to get yeah. uh, Manscaped to sponsor us like a few weeks ago. Still haven't heard back from their uh, social media team. When you when you say petition so hard, do you mean to say that you replied to a tweet? I did. Oh, wow. That's some real fucking hard drumming you're doing there. Well, you, they you, asked. You just about knocked down their door. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put it out there. They're like, hey, we're looking for content creators to like sponsor. Yeah. If you have anybody, let us know. <laughs> Listen, they put themselves out there like that. That's how I responded to it. Listen, so. if you told me a different story where you're like, oh, yeah, the CEO of Manscaping one day went home after a hard day's of work of making sure that people are uh, trimmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he comes home to a darkened house, probably. I'm imagining illinois somewhere for some reason i'm not Mm. sure why and he opens his door and he sees what looks like a cigarette light coming from his recliner and he turns on the light and there you are there you are just sitting there smoking a cigarette on his recliner harry as the day is long (laughs) just really petitioning for them to shave me with their their razors actually there's just like a ring of hair surrounding the (laughs) recliner just to show him that you're you're, you mean business i drop a light it ignites the circle of hair around me (laughs) It's just a save room 2020 and burning hair on the floor. Wow. Um, yeah, so yeah. this is why I replied in the thread yeah. and didn't show up at their fucking southern home. Well, then maybe you don't say you petitioned hard. Because <laughs> that's petitioning hard. You got me there, buddy. Check me. Oh, checking, mate. Well, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Kevin. The kids need to know who we are. Well, let them know. We are The Save Room, the only gaming podcast sponsored by the screams that bug snacks make when you chomp down on their delicious, delicious forms. Oh. <laughs> oh, my arm's an onion ring. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm a delicious killer. <laughs> He's half bug, half snack. <laughs> it's bug snacks. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show, or you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, even Stitcher, or RSS feeds across the universe. Wow. Yeah. You got it that time. Got that time. Nice. I remember RSS. Very cool. I don't know what it means. I don't I don't know how that works at all. Is what? it like an API? Who really knows? How do you get my words to different places I didn't upload upload to? I legit am confused by this. <laughs> well, that's the magic of the righteous sound sound feeds. <laughs> is it like smart delivery? Or, oh, oh, our podcast is dumb delivery. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and as we have this conversation, the Metacritic just keeps tanking. Oh, 91. <laughs> um, if you felt so inclined to witness our shenanigans, rather than just listen, you can find us on Twitch. Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb with his urban outfitters as he calls them i call my fans my little urban outfitters (laughs) okay um sometimes herbies sometimes herb herbs uh other times my little ready reddingtons (laughs) (laughs) um you got some new gaming accoutrements this week for 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 the game stream setup you got a you got a gaming chair you're a real gamer now well you're, you're skipping ahead a little bit 
No. We start with the fact that I I, I gained something from my stream earlier in the week, which is uh, massive back pain. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to get a gamer chair. Sure. So I finally did it. I ordered one. It's from GT Game. It's a wait, 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 it's a GT Racer, GT Racing. They all have these weird fucking names where it's literally acronym in some sort of racing or racer like mm. mixture. And I don't understand. Are they the same company? Or do they all look at each other like the Spider-Man meme and point? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, DX Racer? GX Racer? It's always GT something GT Racing? Racer. Like, what is yeah. this? Anyway, I got a GT Racing. I put it together. About near killed my back putting it together, mm. which seemed really defeatist. But it, yeah. it's nice. Seems gonna, like an easy assembly, though. I'm gonna, yeah, if I had a bigger room, it would be an easy placement for it, too. But yeah. my room is cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um and I could figure out what my stream setup is. But I think Daniel came in and he started mapping shit out like the Property Brothers for mm-hmm. me. And so I think we came up with like a good solution for yeah. how I'm going to be able to stream going forward. It's all my years of just playing like The Sims and I guess, I don't know, any game where you have to organize and build a room where I'm yeah. like, okay, this is how you probably get the most bang for your space. Yeah. So, so I'm going to do that. And, and see if I look like a real streamer from now on. I think you just got to get the lighting right now. Just lighting right. And get a green screen. You need a green screen. Once you have a green screen yeah. and you can crop your, your body, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. then you're a real streamer. Oh my god, yeah. you're probably right, dude. And then I could put myself into like like things like Jaws. If you were, yeah. If, you if I had a green screen, I would put myself in Jaws. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in the film Jaws. Yeah. What about Jurassic Park? Uh, I don't know. That that seems like sacred ground mm. <laughs> to be messing with. You That's know true. what I'm saying? Like, what's Ian need me for? <laughs> he could always use another hand in the field i i could have said i could have been also said ian freeze and he's like who are you and then the t-rex gets him <laughs> uh daniel did i did you shout yourself out on, on oh Twitch? no i didn't <gasps> daniel should i the people need to know that they can find you at twitch.tv slash dungeons in daniels where they can find uh the chat the little little Danny's Danny's demons. <laughs> Danny's demons dungeon. My little dungeon heads. Your little uh, dungeon heads. You call them my dungeon cummies for some reason, which I hate. For some reason, yeah, I have good reasons. Yeah, that's where you could find me streaming most Fridays. I didn't stream this Friday. I kind of just took a week off because I. So yeah, I was doing Final Fantasy Fridays. I ran out of Final Fantasies to play, and then I started playing Judgment on stream last week. I think you ran out of Final Fantasies you wanted to play. Uh, fair. Yeah, because I'm not going to play more of 10-2. But I thought I could stream The Last of Us Part 2 yesterday, but I really actually just kind of wanted to take it in at my own speed and just enjoy it, not have to worry about managing a chat or, like, entertain while I'm playing a really severe, like, heavy game. Um, Or somebody dropping spoilers, coming in just to spoil your ass. Yeah, I mean, I would have enabled something like, I don't know, like, follower-only chat or make it so you have to be following me for 24 hours before you can comment in the chat. I would have had a safeguard. You were telling me that, like, Andy Cortez did the sub only. He did uh, sub only. Which is smart. You gotta pay me if you want to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Like, you can still watch, but you can't chat. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So I was gonna do anything like that, but then at the end of it, I'm like, no, I still just kind of want to enjoy this on my own terms. So I didn't stream yesterday, but uh, mm-hmm. well, I imagine when I pick it back up next week, if I haven't completely obliterated The Last of Us Part Two or gotten the platinum by then, uh, maybe I'll go back and play more Judgment. Yeah. Because so, I, I got to Chapter yeah. 5. Yeah. Uh, and on the end of my last stream, and that's a, a really dramatic chapter for for tagami oh man yeah the second half of that game is pure drama it's great it's really fucking great i'm actually like disappointed that i picked it up and then slept on it for like a year because there's a lot there you know that's one of the things that's just enraged me i was like how could he put down judgment 
How does he put down Judgment, one of the greatest games ever made of all time? Uh, I think Control came out, and I wanted to play Control more. I gotta tell you, I think Judgment might be a better game than Control, mm. but like they're hard to compare. But they're at the same time, as far as my different. my love goes, I think like Judgment goes a leap above Control. Mm. As far as like I really adore this game, I don't know, but I love Control. That that that's not saying like all oh, Control fails and this and that. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. Judgment is a fucking golden goose. Okay, oh, yeah. a gold goose, a it's- GG. I'm going to have this problem probably jumping from that to, like, the Yakuza games where it's, like, there's going to be, like, a a tonal mismatch in ways. And the story is is obviously way different. But I I like it a lot. Yeah, I I can't wait to go back to it. Okay. I'll just kind of leave the conversation at that for now. Yeah, you might have some mechanical difficulties going back to the older Yakuza's especially. Because, like, this is, that's a a 2019 game. Yeah. And you're going to go back to, like, what, Kiwami 1? Kiwami 1 or maybe start with 0. Start with 0? what I want to do. Okay. So. Yeah. We'll see. You might get a little whiplash. Just an oomsy mm-hmm. bit, right? Just like I got whiplash playing other games that don't have um, run mapped to fucking L1, dude. <laughs> I'm like, why am I throwing grenades? <laughs> What's happening? Speaking of, you went back last week and you played all of The Last of Us Part 1 on stream. I did play all of The Last of Us Remastered. And the Left Behind DLC, right? And of the left behind DLC. How's that for just like kind of a, a walk back through memory lane? You know, cause it's been a while, right? So like last of us one is like one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I always have this thing where I'm like, I want to go back to these older games and see how they hold up. Right. Like yeah. how the test of time works. And sometimes you go back to games and realize like, Oh wow, this is not great. I think one of the most famous examples in my mind is anytime that I decide to go back to silent Hill games. Mm-hmm. Cause in my mind, I remember there being really classic atmospheric scary games yeah and when i play them i go oh wow the controls are such dog shit i'd rather break my hands Mm -hmm. and walk into the fog and call that my silent hill experience (laughs) they're very fucking bad yeah like i i I have to scream it to the world that silent hill 2 and 3 control like some of the worst horror games ever ever made like name a game those control worse than it. Maybe not Siren. But. I was going to say Siren, actually. Siren actually is really fucking bogus bad controls, too. But yeah, that's that's Clock the thing. tower. So, like, I was wondering, like, mm, is there anything that's going to make me go, like, ah, this doesn't stand the test of time? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Last of Us plays pretty well still. Mm-hmm. The Everything that you need to do, uh, the crafting mechanics, how the combat works, even the stealth. I'm not a stealth guy, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate how Last of Us does it, because it's so... It's grounded, right? It's not It's not stupid, right? The, the enemies will hunt you down if they hear you, mm-hmm. where they, like, walk around behind your cover, and I'm like, damn, this game came out in 2013, and the AI was fucking yeah. baller. I mean, enemies still kind of patrol in, like, predetermined ways, but then sure. you have the ability to mess it up and reroute them based off of your actions, like throw a bottle at a wall or throw a brick at somebody or, you know, shoot your gun, anything to distract them and pull away from, like, their scripted paths it's definitely like the the cockroach skitter yeah. right like the second that you move the fridge they're gonna go fucking skittering right mm. from their set uh, routine which is interesting and amazing because i remember um i was getting into conflicts and i remember them distinctly from when i first played them on the ps3 mm-hmm. and i was like oh wow this encounter that was way harder back in the day is super easy because i did something completely different yeah or like i decided like let me hang on to this brick <laughs> you know yeah. st- or like let me just fucking bottleneck these fools and like it was interesting that um that game gives you even though it's a very like scripted title mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to handle situations how you want and i think that's what made the combat a little more you know broke up the whole very very on the rails experience yeah so i, I, I love going back to it i'm not a huge stealth guy like um 
I'm not big on stealth games like Metal Gear Solid. Like, I get that you want me to play these games like a certain way, but I want to play it my way sometimes, and it doesn't always play well with my play style. But The Last of Us, it really does kind of invite variances of play where it's like just that. Like, you can stealth kill your way through a whole area. You can kind of go in guns blazing, but it doesn't always work no. based off of the difficulty. And and the scarcity of ammunition, right? Like- exactly, because it is very much a survival resource game at times with depending on the difficulty. I'm, I'm playing... The Last of Us Part 2 on moderate or normal mode right now, and it's like, they're just throwing stuff at me, where it's like, when I went through my initial playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1, I played it on hard, and then went back and played it on Survivor, and it's like, they give you nothing. So you really do have to work your way through an area with, like, one Molotov and a single bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> which, fucking nuts. <laughs> which makes you have to, like, stealth kill, so it is it is interesting, Um, and I, I just think the stealth is, is very good, very good. Um, and it, it does hold up really well. Some of the controls felt gummy going back to but i think mm. as an overall package for a game being seven years old it all of it still holds up all, all of the the narrative beats and the character interactions and just the whole world but that... you, you know what broke my mind it was l1 l1 for l1. run yeah, yeah that fucking that was the one grievance that i had where i was just like are you serious yeah. why 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 but you know and it, it came back and then like when you get used to using it it fucks up the rest of the games that you play mm. every other game where the maps run to anything else you're just like why did i throw a grenade <laughs> yeah we were sitting down um we're gonna talk a lot about this game towards the end of the episode part but, two uh, the mean? last of us part two we'll yeah. have some impressions there but you were going through like the initial accessibility features and the controller mapping and like you were just cu- customizing the control your own way and you you did it the resident evil way where it's like press x to run yeah hold x to run but like the, the problem is i wanted x to do a lot of things yeah. like other games do which is like hey it's your main interaction button it's your climbing button and mm-hmm. it's your running button it's like it's all these things yeah. like if you push on the joystick and yeah. hacks, you'll run if you're standing still you'll pick up an item you'll yeah. vault if you, you know what's to. funny as used to it as i am i've never been a huge proponent for clicking down the stick for a run like i, I know i hate it fucking like fps sorry uh first person shooters do it primarily and i'm just like there's something goofy about it that i just don't like yeah probably because it doesn't the the feedback feels wrong as opposed to like a face button or a shoulder button because it's like oops snap my stick yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it also depends on how good your sticks are yeah my sticks get worn pretty easily oh yeah you from fuck, playing like fuck up shooters joystick. and shit but and it, it god forbid if the game does it on the joy con you might as well like tell nintendo <laughs> hey hey don't can, can you send a replacement real quick <laughs> i haven't even started playing and i know it's gonna fucking break <laughs> uh but yeah did you want to let, let's let's get into some of these little newsies happening yeah, let's this week, get into right? it. You, you so graciously oh, gathered newsies. five news items from the, the past week uh we thought hey should we make an episode this week uh or just play video games and you thought no the god's work needs to be done we need to talk to the gamers uh you convinced me you said kevin <laughs> i was like yeah daniel actually there was only one announcement that really made me want to do the episode and it was like squadrons <laughs> <laughs> no pokemon snap oh yeah. okay well pfft. yeah let's just talk fuck the rest of these fuck, fuck the whole pokemon <laughs> snap snap those stupid fuckers <laughs> <laughs> no no there was a big thing here and there's a couple couple big announcements but mm-hmm. it, it just like was one of those weeks where it's like here's how i feel these days right like on top of um talk to me yeah like on top of what's going on with uh the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. and you know uh the world trying to reopen despite the fact that we haven't done anything to stop covid and in fact places that have reopened like in florida Uh are experiencing like record-breaking cases tripling of numbers (laughs) to be fair florida did not have their shit together in the first place no never before they reopened for covid um but we're, (laughs) we're seeing cases now i don't 
they're going to tie it to the protests and people being together in big numbers, but it's just like, well, we never had a vaccine and like these people were probably already sick. And yet, and yet experts are saying that, oh no, the protests are not contributing to mm. there being increases because people are able to, uh, they're outdoors. They can still have room to social distance and, and they're, they're wearing, wearing masks. They're wearing masks. What a concept. Masks, right. So like all these things that are happening and like, like the injustices and COVID coalescing into this horrible thing. And it just makes me like a little less excited for these gaming announcements, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Cause it's like, it's not that important <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. I sure. Th- it's a cool distraction, but like, it's not enough to like tip the scale in my mind for like what's important to focus on. I think that's been the hard thing about sitting down for the, like the last few weeks, actually yeah. probably since the beginning of March when COVID hit, where it's like, how do we sit down with these episodes and really make them feel like they matter when it's just like, there's so much more important stuff happening right. outside of the gaming space, outside of the entertainment industry. And it, fe- it feels disingenuous yeah. to be like, let's just, Talk about video games and try to like, you know, skirt that under the rug because it shouldn't be. It should be out there. You should be reminded every fucking moment Mm -hmm. that black lives matter. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Like you need to understand that. And that's the only way that this change is going to fucking happen because it's not overnight change. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it's a weird balance, right? Because I I still love video games and I get the people still like, you know, they come to us and like want to, want to hear our opinions. And I don't know why I still don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll always be grateful for our small group of people who support our content and our shoddy opinions. Um, Mm -hmm. They cling to us like moths to the light for some reason. Yeah. I I appreciate that. Um, I, I think a lot of it too, it's just like, these video game news announcements, it's a, it's a distraction, and sometimes we need a distraction. You can't always be plugged in a thousand percent like sure. to everything going on because it's so emotionally exhausting and draining. And not not even to mention, like, this time any normal year would be, like, E3. It would be, yeah, like, we, huge we gaming be announcements it, right? back to back. So we're getting, like, these weird scattershot pockets on social media in between bigger things that matter more. And it's hard not to take it in and just, like, really care about it the same way that I would if it was just, like... E3 Coliseum or, you know, staged yeah. a different way. Like, legit, and it was funny, because, like, they announced a new Pokemon Snap, and I was excited for, like, all of maybe four and a half minutes before I was just like, cool, they should also snap some cuffs on Brianna Taylor's murderers. <laughs> like, straight sure. up. That was, like, my first thought. I was like, cool, you know, that's great, that's great. Let's not forget, though, like, what's up, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes it feels like it... It's again, it's not the fault of these massive corporations trying to do their thing and still release Pokemon into the world and make people happy and make money, right? It's not their fault. Uh, They're not trying to distract you from what matters, Mm -hmm. right? They're just doing their thing. So it's up to us, our responsibility, to continue that momentum to say these are the important subject matters that Mm -hmm. need to be talked about. And we can't just suddenly... Okay, cool. We I retweeted for a week. Now I'm back to talking about what the what Skate Four is going to be like. Who yeah. gives a fuck? Is my opinion. Yeah, but I think it's hard to like now that the uh, this whole Black Lives Matter movement of 2020 has been has been raging on. I think we're entering like week four, and while the the coverage of it has lessened in ways, the people out on the streets have not lessened their impact. They're still out there, mm-hmm. you know, marching every day. We still have occupations happening in cities like you know Seattle and, and Capitol Hill. We have all these little pockets of, of resistance and change that are happening, and it's just like it's just not being publicized in the same way because, well, 
other things are happening around it now. You know, yeah. we're seeing other things. We're seeing laws coming into effect that are going to change the way that we operate moving forward. Um, but I, I just, I hope that people just don't forget, right? Like, never forget. Keep marching forward. Keep making this 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 movement matter and happen. Because like, even when twenty twenty comes and goes, we need it for twenty twenty one. We need it for twenty twenty two. We got to keep moving forward with that same energy. Exactly. One last point before we move on to the news that I do want to say is that for the people out there that are tired of hearing about these, about BLM, Mm -hmm. uh, from their favorite, you know, streamers or media people in gaming, I got to tell you, yeah, you're tired of hearing about it on those channels. Imagine how tiring it is to experience racism for the last 400 years in this country. It's called perspective. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit of it because people are trying to offer it to you right now. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of really interesting podcasts uh, about the the subject matter and and the climate of it uh recently um i know you have as well um yeah i I was listening to i don't listen to a lot of rooster teeth content but i was listening to like an always open that they did like with one of their newer hires fiona nova who's like you know um she's a a black i think she's she's i don't know if she's like full-on homosexual or bisexual but she's she's you know a woman of color she's not straight and a lot of ways she's she had felt like her voice had been silenced as she'd been kind of like pushed aside in the community and and her in the rooster teeth community yeah or? and and, ma- and had her voice feel lessened in ways and a lot of the the main people in the company um who like run it and make the bigger decisions came on they're like hey sorry that we made you feel like less valued and like your opinion didn't matter or like we were taking the sides of the trolls and they had a conversation with her specifically it was like four or five of the main people there like you know jeff ramsey I can't remember a lot of their other names because I don't take in a lot of their fucking content. But she was like the the fifth chair that kind of was just like, okay, we're gonna talk about Black Lives Matter. Here's my opinion. Here's the the what I've been experiencing throughout this whole movement. So like, whether it's, it's smaller podcasts like that or, or bigger podcasts where it's like the focus strictly is like you know five people of color coming to talk about it. Still elevate elevate these voices, have these conversations because they're still important no matter mm-hmm. the year, no matter the movement. So yeah, exactly. So that's 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 what's up. Yeah. But with that. Onward to other video gaming news yeah. for the gamers out there. Yeah. Number one on here, my friend. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed two months. <gasps> Daniel? You owe me. Wipe those tears from your eyes, my baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd have to go about okay? like four or five months into Save Room yeah. Plays or, or Backlog Save Room episodes where I said Was Cyberpunk is going to get delayed again. <laughs> You know what? I didn't believe it, too. I was like, no, dude, they can't double delay. They can't double yeah. down on that delay. And they sure did. But I think their, I think their reason is, is justified here. And I, oh, absolutely. I support I, it. Absolutely. Sure. Again, I'm not fucked up about this. I'm never fucked up about a delay. It is not a betrayal to me as a consumer. Ever. Okay. Were, were you ever, real quick, just to kind of get a history of you as a begrudge gamer, was there ever like a point where you were pissed off by delays? Where it's like if something got delayed hard, you were like fuck this sucks or did you just kind of take it that's a great question because like no because i've always understood where it's like okay what am i gonna do about that what if i'm gonna walk up to naughty dog hey man i was real i took a weekend off for uncharted 4 and now it's like what's going on neil what's what the fuck am i gonna do who gives a shit i can wait for a fucking game Mm -hmm. my whole life even though a lot of like my quote-unquote identity involves games they're not the most important thing in life Mm -hmm. at all i could be doing other shit for instance you know what i did the other night i watched a movie called crawl and it was great (laughs) i posted up my back (laughs) 
<laughs> watch crawl. And I was, you know, smoking a little toki, and I was like, whoa, it would really suck to be caught in a hurricane with alligators. And that was a great time, man. So every time a game gets delayed, why don't you like experience? watch a movie? Watch a movie. Yeah, a lot of good movies out there. Pick up a book. I got a book recommendation, and it's called The Troop by Nick Cutter. Very interesting zombie story. Go pick that up. Do something else. Anyway. Here's the news. CD Projekt Red announced on their Twitter, quote, We've decided to move the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 from September 17th to November 19th. Now, keep in mind, it was supposed to come out on April 16th, originally this year. Oh, wow, that's right. That's right. Two days after my B-Day. The developer explained that <laughs> ready when it's done is a mantra they stand by even when they know they'll take heat for it and god damn it they know that gamer heat they will they promise cyberpunk is complete content and gameplay wise quote but with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other we need to properly go through everything balance game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs end quote cd project also announced that cyberpunk 2077 will be backwards compatible with both sony and microsoft's next-gen consoles if you buy the game for ps4 or xbox one a free next-gen upgrade will be available in 2021 hmm. so cool you know yeah. you don't feel fucked over or anything yeah where it's, it's coming out so close to next gen yeah i think a lot of people had that question about mm -hmm. um, cyberpunk for ps4 uh, whereas Xbox, I think, was pretty bullish about their idea of, of smart delivery in conjunction with this title. Right. We didn't really know with PS4 to PS5. No, yeah, we had no idea, right? Um, so that, that's cool that they're honoring that here as well and making that be a thing. And I'm sure we're going to see it with more kind of on the the border games where it's like on the border from this gen to next gen. We're probably going to see more smart delivery capabilities. Yeah, things like that. But I guess um, it also might depend on the dev, too. Well, actually, that's been the entire messaging from Microsoft and yeah. Sony. It's like, it's totally dependent on the dev if they want to have that, like, forwards compatibility mm -hmm. thing going on, right? Because, like, we're not going to enforce it, basically. Um, which I think is fair, especially because mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what happens on the back end to make that shit work. I but I, I, am, I am sure it's not just flipping on a few switches and telling an intern to take care of it, mm -hmm. right? I'm sure it is effort on a developer's part to make that happen, mm -hmm. so... I know, I'm not going to twist anybody's arm if, if something ends up on PS4 and doesn't come out for PS5 or whatever. Yeah, you know what exactly. So. But re ready when it's done, um, I'll take that. I think that's respectable. I think a game that mm. is probably going to be 80 to 100 or more hours, it's possible to miss things on your first or second QA comb through while you're testing. Like, you probably have so many people on your team... And even if, like, you work them around the clock to, to check for bugs... Which shit's... they do! Exactly. Shit still is going to get missed. And yeah. I think um, th them going back through and, and doing the noble non-Bethesda thing of making sure that their game is polished as all hell is oh, really wow. admirable. Came, um, came, came out with guns blazing <laughs> with the non-Bethesda. I've never played a CD Projekt Red game, but I know their games are polished as all hell. Yeah. They're not rushed out. They really do take their time because they pride themselves on the quality end product. Whereas I can't always say the same about Todd and his Fallout adventures now, or Daniel, Skyrim. <laughs> Daniel, I didn't go to college, but nope. I would I would caution a guess mm -hmm. that it is probably a little harder to QA an open world game where it's like, there's like so many variants. It's a collision of systems. Yeah. There's different things. And how do you know that, like, oh, this one really off the beaten path quest line fucking breaks the game, but most players don't even get Which to happens that. all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time, right? So it's like, it's a difficult thing to fucking, like, well, make even in perfect out of the gate. Even in kind of linear type games where, uh, 
what was it? Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. God. Wow. This game out of the fucking tomb. Wow. But like... <laughs> I felt the dust on the podcast. The yeah, I'm sorry, I just wiped name. off my fucking Wii with that one. <laughs> wow. Where there is a linearity to it, but there's still kind of open and mm. exploration and kind of closed off areas. But there was this one dungeon, one area. If you did stuff out of operations, you would basically... There was a game-breaking bug that would shutter you out of being able to progress in the dungeon and move forward in the game. Me and Mo, no. Yeah, exactly. So like in an open world game where there's like infinite possibilities and and things are scripted but in chaotic ways like it's it's harder to you know plan for stuff like that yeah dude yeah so So, i mean they said to themselves this is not meeting the standard that we think uh of what we want to put out there fine delay it go ahead and delay it now what i don't have uh time for or sorry what i'm not as like kind of leaning on with them is uh like they're still kind of you know advocating for the idea of like we're still gonna crunch to make this happen (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's like, they're, so they're going to spend another two months and a day to make this game the best it can be, but they're still going to crunch their employees to make it happen. Yeah, that, you, <laughs> so Daniel, you just spoke the fucking quiet part out loud right there, which is like, when a delay happens, I mean, we heard it with Naughty Dog with The Last of Us 2, when they delayed, oh, yeah. it didn't mean, oh, hey, take a breather, guys, you have more time to work on this, it was, hey guys, you have less sleep now, <laughs> until we fucking put this thing out, right? Imagine breathing that collective sigh of relief when that motherfucker's out in the wild and it's just like, let's do anything else. You yeah. know, I, I would be fucking exhausted working five years on a project like that. Mm-hmm. God damn. I, 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 so I feel, I'm thinking in the back of my head like, oh man, what's happening with CD Projekt Red where these guys are like, you know, probably working around the fucking clock to like smash these bugs and are just like, they keep on going like November. This is going to last until November. I would fucking hate that. Dude. I, I would hate it too. And it, it probably doesn't help that CD Projekt Red has like a, a never-ending well of resources for this game because it's like it's a publicly funded game like they're fucking like government help fund this game like they have the resources and and their end it's like okay we represent the company as the best game development company in all of poland where is that where they're from yeah yeah i couldn't imagine the pressure on this title for like the pedigree that they've been put on right now yeah and I'm just like, y'all, it's just a fucking game, y'all. You, you, like, legit, legit, if I'm like, you know, uh, there's some clipping issues with my cyber boner that yeah. I can modify in the game, I'll be like, oh, okay, okay. whatever, I made it too big. I'm not going to get mad at the devs going, I couldn't make, I couldn't make a honker, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, motherfuckers. They didn't QA for an 11-inch dick. You corrupt <laughs> bastards, you made me pay $60 for these clipping dicks. It went right through a wall. My entire illusion of cyberpunk was destroyed. You fucking animals. Like, what? get out of here. Shut up. <laughs> that's sorry. That's my imagined gamer. Yeah. <laughs> that's what gamers sound like. Now, let me ask you, Mr. Yeah. Capital G Gamer. Are you going to wait for this now for it's PS5? Silent G. Emma. So Emma. Or are you going to still get it on PS4? Am I going to wait for this? Well, I th- they didn't really indicate that there is going to be like a PS5 re-release as much as here's a next-gen upgrade. That's right? yes. Is so, that is that supposed to? Because they they straight up have not said, "Hey, this is coming out as a PS5 game." Yeah, they said it's just going to be the original is going to be upgraded. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, well, no. Well, so the question I'm still asking you is, are you going to play this on PS5 or PS4? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't mean if the title? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah are you going to wait for this title to come out and then play it on PS5, or are you going to play it at launch on your PS4? When's the PS5 come out? We don't know yet. <laughs> so so how do i know yeah that's true ah! i honestly like i was inclined to wait for this game anyway um just because of like that time and probably my backlog and other games i wanted to play first it sounds like it doesn't matter like if it comes out on november 19th and the fucking ps5 comes out like december 10th mm-hmm. 
it sounds like I still have to buy a PS4 copy. So regardless of what console mm-hmm. I'm playing it on, it's like mm-hmm. whatever. Like oh, oh no, it, it the the fucking resolution wasn't 8K. I don't sure. have an 8K. T- I don't sure. care. Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll play it like whatever. Because like it, from what I understand, your save will carry over. Yeah. So it's not like I have to restart the game. So fuck yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll play the game, dude. Okay, there it is. I'll play the game. I'm gonna wait for PS5. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're getting. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't ask. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> didn't see that one coming at all. I was like, oh, no. that's what that... I thought you were genuinely interested in me today, I was, <laughs> but like, I was just like, I, my personal sense is I'm just going to wait because like, I, it seems like a cool PS5 game to play. <laughs> anyway, number two. <laughs> oh, okay, number two in this one. Unsurprisingly, The Last of Us Part 2 is getting review-bombed on Metacritic. You, you, you surprised by that one? No, not at all. Yeah, okay, well, let, let's get to the facts here. I mean, if the, if the gamers can review-bomb Pokemon, they'll review-bomb this. Oh, I take a pot shot at those uh, the Dexiters later on in this doc. This, <laughs> this is a real banger. Anyway, despite the fact Naughty Dog's sequel garnered a 95 Metascore from critics, Hot damn. the user score is 3.5. Five across twenty nine thousand reviews. Wait, is that three point five stars? Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, you mean like out of five? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like a ten scale. Oh, jeez. Yeah, three point five <laughs> is not is not a fucking winner right there. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Actually, it would be out of a hundred, right? So three point five. Is it the same? Hang on, we need to figure this out. Yeah, we need to determine <laughs> the user score versus the meta score. User score because the meta score is out of a hundred. Meta, yeah, yeah, yeah. The meta score is out of a hundred, but the user score. I actually really want to know this too yeah because i i'm just curious i've never rated anything on uh metacritic you're not a true gamer if you haven't gotten the metacritic to review bomb a title <laughs> that's true god i love bombing borderlands too take that randy oh wait yeah it's out of 10 okay 3.5 because i saw an 8.9 and i'm just like well gotcha that doesn't go to okay so that's like 3.5 stars out of 10 stars yeah so. okay fair enough given that the last of us part two takes 25 to 30 hours to complete and has only been available to the public for less than two days. One might conclude that the bulk of these negative reviews are from piss babies who have not finished the game. To put that 29,000 reviews in perspective, The Last of Us Remastered for PS4 received 9.4 thousand user reviews over the course of six fucking years. This game has been out for less than two days. Mm -hmm. So... Let's unpack this one a little bit. Do you think this game is really bad? Is that what the users are trying to say? That this game is just super bad? I don't know. I've put about 10 hours into it so far since it came out. And uh, yeah, these review bombs are definitely justified. Are you sitting at a 3.5? I'm sitting at a 3.5 for sure. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So like, this is one of those (laughs) things where I, we've seen it. We've Mm -hmm. seen it since the leaks, basically. This ultra hate for this title for a title that dare have representation for a title that dare subvert the expectations of the first game which i don't think the first one levied nearly as much criticism and and hate even Mm -hmm. with some of the themes that it tried to play at that were a little more like progressive Mm -hmm. um with like the dlc and everything i still think as a whole it got generally greater reviews uh out the gate but i think yeah a lot of the people are levying this like now certain agenda hate against it i remember uh left behind getting a little little flack Mm -hmm. because they were like oh ellie's gay right like they admitted which was not really mentioned in the, Mm -hmm. the main game but i do not recall it ever being this bad no i think maybe some of the 
counter hate that it was probably getting was maybe from like Xbox fans being like, oh, fucking Sony exclusive suck. Mm. This game sucks. It's just a fucking movie. You barely play it. Like just petty criticism. That's the normal naughty dog exactly. criticism. Yeah, yeah. Their games are basically movies. Mm-hmm. You have no agency in them. And I'm just like, well, you can still play them. I don't know yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. But this, this hate is different. Yeah. It's different. And I, I have to wonder, it's like, is it, it's not really about the game. It really is about this culture war that's occurring in gaming right now of mm-hmm. these fuckers that really, really despise the fact that they realize, oh, wow, my medium is growing and it's not exclusively tailored to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I dislike that. I hate that feeling of it just not being like every character is not a representation of me. It's not a straight white guy mm-hmm. going on a fucking, you know, revenge quest or something. Yeah. It's like games are doing different things involving uh, different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And that apparently is enough to go and fucking rage, rage, rage fruitlessly online. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And where does it fucking... Wh- when is the levy going to break, is my question, mm-hmm. right? What's going to break it? Because, like, Last of Us, it's like, it's a funny, perfect example of, like, all all these people and all these threads fucking losing their minds, saying it's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. saying it's a fucking forced agenda, agenda or, SJW game. Or review and yet it gets a 95 it. from yeah. fucking Metascore, the credit? Like, what? Well, they were paid off. <laughs> they were paid off. Yeah. Oh, the SJ... They only got SJWs to fucking review this. Sure. Okay, that's what it is. That was standing, like, you know, I think across the board, the reviews have been, like, 8s or higher. 8s to 10s. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere. So even the worst reviews are still good reviews. Right. Like, it's still <clears throat> polling very well, you know. So, to me, it's just flagrant. It's flagrant mm-hmm. that this isn't about the game at all. So well, some why? of it, too, is, like, off the spoilers. People saw the spoilers that they didn't vibe well with it they thought the story was taking a, a poor direction with it. and they're like okay we're gonna review bomb it off of that so yeah sure half agenda half that <laughs> yeah sh- sounds like a perfect excuse yeah. there you know what i'm saying yeah. that's and that's what that feels like to me too this is about the story being bad sounds a lot like mm, ethics and journalism doesn't that sound really similar to you mm-hmm. it's about the story being bad we don't care about if if ellie's gay even though that's a sin like wait wait what what, what was that yeah. last part <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like it's so thinly veiled and just mm-hmm. like y'all need to fucking find something else right mm-hmm. remember how i was recommending that uh you go read a book mm-hmm. <laughs> or go watch a movie we just watched watch uh ready or not the other night with samara oh, weaving she really is great. fun she is great really fun uh comedy core Sorry, fuck. I you said it. exactly I, that the other day. I was like, comedy I, core. I can't get it down right. It's a really great horror comedy. Really great horror comedy. I really like comedy core. Comedy so core. Much, though. My That's fucking great. brain slips up. Uh, but yeah, you could watch a movie instead of review bombing a game because you don't agree with the take of a character or the way they decided to write it. You could do literally anything yeah. else with your time. I don't understand what you think is going to happen that suddenly if you review bomb things that, oh, oh gay people are invalidated and stop existing? Mm-hmm. Is that what you want? Like, I don't understand what what is the point of what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want to sit down and be like, what is this? What is this really about? Or you could just avoid it. Like, if I see something I don't like that I don't need to call rampant attention to because it, like, is, is one of those things, I just ignore it. Like, I literally, like, if I, there was a game I didn't like, I just, just wouldn't review it. it. Or even if I talked about it, like, person to person, I'd be like, okay, like, you know, I didn't like it or I didn't play it or whatever, whatever, but, like, that's just my opinion, you know? That's just it. Like, I, mm. my word is not law. <laughs> my word will never be law. And it's just, like, you could just not put your time into it. But people, I don't know, they get off to it. They get off, like, trying to spoil this game for people because of the things that they saw that they don't like. Or the agenda. Or review bombing it because they hate Neil Cuckman and his agenda and all the stuff that he's doing. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, this that's weak. The gallons of soy that he injected into Last of Us. <sighs> 
look at it. Look at Joel's soft shoulders. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Fucking because people are comparing the models and going like, look what they did to Joel. They de-emasculated him. His shoulders are softer. His sagging soy shoulders. <laughs> I fucking laugh so. <laughs> Actually, I hear the, so it's two discs, right? Much yeah. like Red Dead and Final Fantasy VII. Right. I hear the first disc is just so waterlogged with soy <laughs> and agenda that they had to have a separate desk for it. <laughs> Enjoy your PlayStation estrogen box. <laughs> fuck yeah no it sucks I, I i think maybe something needs to change with like metacritic as a whole in terms of allowing these things to fly uh, yeah Me- metacritic in the past has, has really not let that shit fly like yeah. they don't they don't like when they see that it's totally like artificial like coming in there. these people did not play the game they're not leaving genuine genuine impressions of the title they're coming in and saying that oh naughty dog deserves to die because they're forcing a sjw agenda down our throats mm-hmm. no one's forcing anything like you said you don't need to buy this game if you mm-hmm. if everything that you've seen is something that you don't like from it mm-hmm. i don't understand what you plan to accomplish by screaming on reddit and twitter all the time you think they're gonna make a part three that is just like hey guys here's the here's the the white texan edition of yeah. last of us three sorry we, we listened to the fans you all wanted to play as a white man and we, we just got lost yeah. along the way <laughs> what we got that version it was called last of us part one it was great but this game is doing something different and hmm. i think it nothing is put into it just because like it serves the characters it serves the world right and anything you saw out of context whether it was during that initial spoiler deluge or like a character reveal or oh no this character is trans like i'm sure that you saw it so out of context that you still don't have enough foundation to really hate it fully mm-hmm. outside of your genuine genuine bigotry i always think back to david lynch's legendary words fix your heart or die <laughs> wow <laughs> Shouldn't take a sip of coffee at that point because I wasn't prepared <laughs> yeah, for that quote. No, oh, wow. Change your heart or die. Fix. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to, man. It's like, wow, what the fuck? I, I, I imagine the world must seem so scary and shocking to you right now that you mm-hmm. realize that there's different types of people than yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way you can get angry is through review bombing something. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Cool. Why don't you fucking rip up your dollars too, and that'll that'll send a message to dog, Naughty Dog. Here, here's the sixty dollars I was gonna spend, and just like rip it up on. I want to see those TikToks, people mm. ripping up the money they would have spent it on Last of Us, so I can laugh at it. Yeah, people have done it just as a stupid display. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's you played so, it yourself. It's, it's so so dumb. It's so so, well, and it's gonna keep on happening. It is. What's the next target, right? I can't even think of it. We're going to see people positively review bombing like cyberpunk. Like we're going to see those people like putting in just like dummy accounts just to give it like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Right. Um, CG project is the only developer in the world now. Well, the thing about Metacritic though, it's like, does the user score weigh as heavily as the, the critic score? Cause like, I feel like I mean? there needs to be like a weighing process. Well, so like you see the both, right? You see like, here's the user score. Here's the, the main critic score that's pulled yeah. from all the aggregate sites. But like, does one way, differently like do user scores take uh, precedence over like the overall score or is it just the mix of the two well on metacritic there isn't necessarily an overall score just like it's just a split between critics and users and then for you it's like okay well here's here's the um the opinion again let me let me put that down there. This, mm-hmm. These are not fucking like mechanical reviews without any sort of like mm-hmm. subject or a lack of subjectivity, right? Mm-hmm. These are people reviewing it. Yeah. So that score is based off of people that are paid mm-hmm. to give their analysis. The rest 
are just users, just people going like, hey, I decided to put in a little review. I think uh, this is, uh, I think Max Payne 3 is a pretty decent fucking game. You know, that kind of thing, right? So, yeah. So whatever that means to you, right? Do I believe corrupt media or do I believe the voice of the people? And it turns out most of the time the voice of the people is the one that is trying to manipulate you into thinking one thing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's the way I view it. When you try to review bomb something into the fucking ground... You're trying to tell me that you're trying to storm it with your own agenda, not that you're actually looking at the product unto itself. Yeah, it's not a critical analysis. It's not like a any amount of value to add to the conversation. It is a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. How am I supposed to make an informed decision from a knee-jerk reaction? Sucks! And then throws it against the wall. Okay, why? SJW! Okay, fuck you. You know? Yeah, like, the second I see that, I just kind of tune out, because it's like, even if I read a review that isn't favorable from a critic about the game, at least I know they put the 40 hours into it to actually review, like, everything about the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. They put time. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. We got a lot more. We do. I know. And we got long in the tooth, because we were yelling. (laughs) Number three, Daniel. Well, here is your EA Play 2020 Roundup. I know you're super, you're waiting. What was he, what is he, the EA going to be up to this year, right? Yeah. It turns out not the fuck much. Did they put Babu Frick in anything? Uh, hey! EA no. Play! They didn't. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so EA hosted a snoozer of a digital event this week featuring a few, and I, I do mean a few, surprises, including... Here's a quick rundown. Apex Legends is coming to the Switch this fall, and the game will have cross-play across all versions going forward. Give me a yay or a nay. Cool. Okay, cool. (laughs) Apparently, key EA titles are hopping from Origin to Steam, with Sims 4 now available on Steam. Fuck Steam. No, fuck fuck Origin. Wait, where are we at these days? (laughs) Exactly. Doesn't matter. Uh, Joseph Fuck the Oscar Fairs is making It Takes Two. That's a cute name. A co-op narrative game about a child dealing with his parents' divorce by creating dolls. The dolls come to life and eat the boy alive. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing. But I want that to happen. Sounds sad and artsy. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy did uh, A Way Out. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And then Brothers. Actually, high recommendations for Brothers. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Brothers. Yeah, I think that one's free on on PS Plus. But anyway, the next thing is Lost in Random is a Tim Burton-y adventure game where you hang out with a living six-sided die named Dicey. It's kind of cute. It goes, and you hang out with it and solve puzzles. I'd roll on that guy. Yeah. Excuse me? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I take my chances on him. Huh. Uh, Rocket Arena is... Well, I actually don't know. I wasn't paying attention during this part, but I can only imagine it's a competitive multiplayer game with a cartoony aesthetic, and I'm probably right. Probably. Actually, I think I was right. I looked it up at a, like, like just a Google image, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> We're just going to forever ape Fortnite slash Overwatch until, until it stops making money. Yes. Anyway. We also got our first look at EA Motive's Star Wars Squadrons, the 6v6 space dog fighting space fighting space fighting dog anyway a game set in the same universe that Watto lives in <laughs> squadrons will include both a solo campaign and versus multiplayer as well as vr support the game releases october 6 you picking it up uh yeah for sure really and i sure. uh, hear there's no microtransactions i heard it was 40 bucks <gasps> really yeah that's pretty cool does that mean that campaign ain't going to be substantial? It's, it's probably going to be pretty short. Ah, God damn yeah. it. We're never going to get a Rogue Squadron sequel, like a legit one, man. 
No, we're just gonna get it in these smaller ways. Like this, this could be cool. This could be a really cool game. Um, it looks neat. I don't know. The dogfighting portion doesn't excite me as much as like having something like Rogue Squadron that had like missions and blowing up little little cities, like and shit like that. Going to Cloud City. Rogue Squadron was like a complicated game because it had yeah. like mini games within it. You had to like basically break your previous scores on levels, collect medals to unlock things. Right. You have to. I have to blow up a random house to find the rebel like medal in the middle. Yeah. I miss that. But then yeah, there's like escort missions where you escort convoys you fucking fight yeah. tie fighters so th- th- there's a lot more going on just than 6v6 dog fighting but. yeah that see that's what that's yeah. what i but want i'm okay with it like hey it's fine it could be cool as long as it's snappy plays well there you go that's all i asked for and then the last thing on here skate 4 is real mm-hmm. and we're just gonna have to take ea's word on that because they didn't show footage or or anything not even a logo they, they just showed a skateboard they showed a man in front of a skateboard, <laughs> and he seemed very excited. Yeah. He wouldn't even call it Skate 4. He was like, we're doing skate. And everyone was like, okay. <laughs> it was such a limp dick way to announce a game that people have been screaming for for years. Yeah, I'm, I was actually shocked. That That's like Gabe Newell going like, yeah, we're doing Half-Life 3, whatever. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay, do you have any anything else? Any follow-up, Gabe? No. Nah. nah. Enjoy it, suckers. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he just fucking smokes and gets out of there. <laughs> so, cool. I'd, actually, not cool. This whole thing was just like, why'd you do anything? Was kind of my question, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and I forgot to mention, they showed a next-gen montage of a bunch of games in pre-production. Like, we think they showed Dragon Age 4, because mm-hmm. they showed, like, a, a medieval tree or some shit like that. Yeah. And that was it. It was like, what is this? Yeah, there was also, like, another thing people saw that stood out as, like, a new, like, Bioware IP as well. They think it's a new Bioware IP? Mm. I didn't pick that up at all, but sure. That's what I've heard a few people say. I can't confirm the name of it or anything else, because I actually didn't watch the EA play. You didn't watch the EA? It was yeah. was not... The only exciting part was Greg Miller hosting it, because he always brings that big... He does. That big energy yeah. to everything that he does. It's it's funny, because when they did it in person and he would host it, like people were like, who is this guy bringing this like, weird energy? We yeah. just know him as Greg Miller at this point. Like We know that's, that's what he does. Yeah, dude. But, but I like that they've instilled so much confidence in him to come back every year to do it and then do that, like the Dice Awards. Yeah, he does dice every year as well. Like, yeah, he's the host of the most, man. You need you need somebody that brings that big gamer energy who isn't hopelessly problematic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, what a what a terrible day if anything outs about Greg. Uh, oh my god. I would have no faith in humanity. I have to believe that Greg Miller is one of the last bastions of hope in gaming. It's hard to tell these days. All of our idols are dying around us and good fuck them. Good. Burn them. Let them die. A lot of what's people were kind of hoping for from this one was um the mass effect trilogy remaster right 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 right. um which they never really said they were gonna do it which is kind of like a leak it was leak and there's a few other things too that people are hoping for but uh, as a whole i hear that like dead space yeah for sure i wasn't putting too much money on that all wherever ea is involved i don't put too much money on dead space that's funny unfortunately their whole their whole business is around monetization exactly (laughs) um so yeah for the for the most part people who went into this with high expectations were super let down i i mean i didn't go in with any expectations because i knew it was going to be like all right we're going to get like 20 minutes of a sports montage no they're actually pretty quick on the sports thing Mm -hmm. they did show like criterion showing off some realistic ass cars for a second and that was actually legit the most exciting portion of it because i just remembered that criterion is back on need for speed Hmm. (laughs) they're back yeah they're back on need for speed the last one that they worked on was need for speed most wanted no not the 360 one that everyone fucking loses their mind about the one that is inarguably better take that gamers (sighs) it's better and they made burnout paradise as well okay so 
I was excited to see because like they showed like I remember I was in like um uh Kaylee Kaylee's chat, right? Mm-hmm. And she looked at it and she was like, Is that a real fucking car? And I was like, I was like, No, that's that's in game cars. <laughs> oh shit. So I'm excited for whatever they do with that, but that's probably next year. Probably. But yeah, squadrons, whatever. I knew we weren't gonna get like any any uh, Jedi Fallen Order or anything nah. like that. Nah, nah. It's too early, right? So. Yeah. I mean, they're still, like, supporting the the base game of Jedi Fallen Order in really interesting ways. But I don't know if they'll continue to, like, give any additional content to it. Probably not. Like a DLC thing or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, or, like, nah. a little expansion. It would be cool. But I think they're probably just going to shore up and focus on the sequel. I've, I've noticed that that's kind of the thing. If, if, a, if a developer is known for, like, having a couple of projects in the fire... Even when something's a hit, they don't go back and add DLC. Like, if you heard earlier, RE3 is done. Mm-hmm. Like, Capcom said, oh, yeah, yeah, we have too many other things in the fire for us to go back and, like, you know, give you mm-hmm. extra content for the main game. Even though they did so for RE2. They're like, oh, yeah, Resistance is where it's at. And everyone's like, no, 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 <laughs> no it's not Capcom. Yeah. So it's it's weird, like, for, um, I know that they added, like, what, the arcade mode or something like that in um, Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, like, in your meditation points now, there's, like, um... Like an arena thing where you just fight enemies. You fight like you fight monsters. You fight the bounty hunters you come across, and it's just like a cool way to like just train and, and get like yeah, points and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but it would be cool to have another planet. You know? What no, I'm it would be cool. There's <laughs> there's still so much to explore within that world, but I think maybe they already just spent so much time with that specific project just being tossed around and like in weird development stages, and they got it out. <laughs> they they patched it up. They added a little bit more, and now I think they're just gonna move on to the next thing. So yeah, that's just EA. Well, EA has, from what I remember, they have a 10-year contract with Disney Mm -hmm. for the Star Wars license. Yes. And I imagine they have to go through this cycle of, like, churn and burn. Yeah. You know how movie studios have contracts where they always have to have, like, one film in production in order to keep the license? Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's kind of the same, where that's why they cancel so many fucking games in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, well, if this can't hit, like, holiday, you know, 2020... It's done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe that's how, that's why it's like, okay, we can't go back and keep on supporting Fallen Order. We need another title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I, I wouldn't it. be mad if they did, because it's a phenomenal game, but like, the game's complete. Like, that's a complete package as it is, so it's yeah. not like they really needed to add anything else to it. No. So. No. Anything else stand out for you in EA's thing? Not really. I mean, they do what they do as a publisher. Um, I think maybe we'll get more pockets of announcements from other studios outside of this event for sure. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. I didn't really have any big takeaway from it at all. I honest. had a takeaway. Hmm. Seems like they have a quiet 2020. Probably. That's about it. Maybe that. Maybe this part of that is like they're shoring up for next gen, mm-hmm. and therefore a lot of things that are really cool in the fire won't happen until 2021. Mm-hmm. Also, there's COVID, which has totally delayed everybody's Everything plans. Fucked up so. all sorts of development and all sorts of things that any publisher or developer would do in a normal year yeah but it was just interesting seeing a juggernaut come out there and really have nothing Mm -hmm. just kind of status quo it yeah why would you even do it yeah at that that point it's just like why don't you just fucking like individually like announce these projects like scattershot you didn't need to do any a play Mm -hmm. but you know whatever number four on here daniel pokemon presents reveals a new pokemon snap and other things not as important (laughs) The Pokemon Company's very own Direct that's not a Direct focuses on smaller announcements outside of the core games that people are still mad at, even as they continue to buy them. Here's what they announced. Uh, Pokemon Smile is a phone app designed to gamify the act of brushing your teeth. Actually, it's kind of neat. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I can't wait to play it. I've, I've seen people like posting pictures of the, like their weird Pokemon hats. Yeah. Uh, I think if I were a kid, I would have a fucking blast with that, because it's like... <laughs> 
thinking back to like when I was a kid, the things that they did for me growing up to make, you know, brushing my teeth fun, like, you know, light up toothbrushes or bubblegum toothpaste. Like this would be my shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, do you ever see things that are targeted towards like products that are targeted towards kids these days? Mm -hmm. And you think to yourself, like, why not me? (laughs) (laughs) i got sad because i was like i want to gamify brushing all i have what is that that fucking quip or whatever it's like oh it pulses in your mouth when it's time to switch oh yeah yeah. how fucking boring quip (laughs) out of your mind we just drop our quip uh fucking endorsement oh it throbs a little therefore i need to go over to the right no 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 no. i want to oh pikachu's gonna die if the cavities get him i want to switch that's that should be my switch shirt anyway I digress. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is a new puzzle game where players must serve pokies that come to their cafe. That's that's really that's really it. The game is free, but it includes in-app purchases. <laughs> and the concept is bewildering. <laughs> but I like the Pokemon Stadium mini game. So like, those were fucking bizarre. Like I can't really argue against yeah, this, right? Either. It's releasing June twenty fourth on Switch, iOS, and Android. Okay, interesting. I like the kind of free things that they do um with their pokemon ip like you know pokemon go pokemon smile pokemon cafe what was that other one for the the one with the blocky pokemon that they put out on the switch oh i forget you remember their little block there's a lot blockmon anyway there's so many um but this is cool again not something i'll I'll bite on but you know you sure it's it's nice that it's out there for for pokemon fans never have too much pokemon already got you a 50 dollar gift card for the cafe oh thanks dude open up shop (laughs) (laughs) the biggest reveal was new Pokemon Snap, a sequel to the beloved Nintendo 64 classic. The game will feature pocket monsters from all generations, but not all monsters from all generations, you sweaty Dexit bitches. <laughs> the game is currently in development and is expected for Switch soon. There will also be a follow-up Pokemon Presents on June 24th, and rumor has it that new Let's Go titles will be announced featuring the Johto region. I forget which games took place in Johto. Um, Emerald or Sapphire or something. Those were remakes, weren't they? I don't know who I am. Um, I think it was the one after, like, Red and Blue. Red and Blue? Yeah, because Johto was, like, the next league. Silver? After, um... Silver and Gold? Maybe. Fact check us. We don't guys. know. We don't really know. We don't know. <laughs> like, I just remember from, you know, the show, Johto League was the next league after where you fucking get Todd and your crew mm. and you move away from the initial. Where, what was the initial place? The Kanto region. Kanto right? region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. We go. It isn't yeah. Kanto actual, like, actually a thing? Like, is. there is a Kanto yeah, region? Is. Okay, <laughs> cool. Can we go to Lavender Town and get spooked? Get spooked? Get spooked? Oh, woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but I guess, yeah, the main takeaway is uh, New Pokemon Snap, which is the dumbest fucking name. I'm so sorry. Why? I hope they change the name. It's new. New Pokemon. They could have come up with anything else. It's a new Pokemon Snap. What about New Super Mario Brothers? That's a great name, too. It's a new Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I have no qualms. <laughs> that, that was the only thing that stood out to me that I was just like, ah, Are you okay. saying the title will age in some way? <laughs> true <laughs> we're gonna get 20 years down the road really love that new pokemon snap oh there's a new one no you bitch <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of old it's the new old pokemon snap uh i mean i'm super excited i really yeah, adored I that game when i played it as a kid um i'm happy they're bringing it back i think we've cried about it for years and years yeah. and years saying like yo this the switch is the perfect place for a new mm-hmm. new snap especially especially if they use the gyroscopic shit mm-hmm. I know you're a little less excited about that because we haven't had good examples. We haven't. Uh, Breath of the Wild being the main one where it's like, hey, use your fucking gyroscope controls to do puzzles that don't feel great to it's do. That's not my thing. No, it's yeah. not really my thing, but... But I, taking pictures seems like a thing that they 
you can't fuck up. Well, I, I heard even with the original on the N64, they fucked up some in-game camera features. But there were, like, add-ons for Pokemon Snap that just didn't work well either. Couldn't you... Yeah, there's something that attaches to the N64 mm-hmm. uh, controller, and then you go to a Blockbuster to yeah. go to a Poke <laughs> Kiosk to print out yep. your stupid, stupid images yep. of your Pokemon. Yeah, that was a great idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> we should get that, like, a kiosk in our in our house. <laughs> oh, we should. Um, I'm stoked for this, though, because I was a huge fan of the original. Um, I still, every once in a while, will go back and replay it. I think the last time I replayed it was when I was living in Gainesville with a bunch of friends in college, and we just fucking just had a drinking party, and we're like, all right, let's just fucking, let's take a picture of every Pokemon we see, let's fill out that fucking, that photo album so we can impress Professor Oak. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have a current Gen 1 that actually isn't just a remake, that is a new thing, where it's like, you know, ha- here's all these other Pokemon, because there's well more than 151, there's like, 800 pokemon these days i think it's actually like a thousand or there's, something. there's so fucking many so this is this is really cool um, i'm so I'm into it man yeah. I'm, i actually that's like a day one for me right i we're, think so too we're stuff like let's go i'm just like nah i, I, I don't need to engage with it mm-hmm. i need this one. Oh, yeah. you know what else that i would absolutely need if they did mm. pokemon puzzle league if they brought it back out again cool. that was a great game I'd fuck with it that, i would fuck with that hardcore dude yeah i mean i i'm a pretty big advent for like the new like do a new pokemon let's go series like do pokemon let's go like togepi or pokemon let's go like pichu uh for that like next generation i, I saw a mock-up with meryl on meryl. the cover yeah, as well. meryl I was like, oh, cool yeah that's cool yeah. yeah i don't know i don't have strong feelings there i have strong feelings about taking pictures of pokemon though i do too don't know why because you like getting those a plus ranks right. i hope i get to at least see one pikachu surfboarding oh that's a dream yeah or, or i just get to throw apples at pokemon I just want to toss apples at every Pokemon, <laughs> hard as possible. That game was such a joy. It, like looking back on my time with it, like I remember, right. I was how old was I? I think I was like in sixth grade. I must have been like t- twelve. And I my my album was a point of pride that I would show it to my like my aunt. I'm like, hey, you want to you want to look at my photo album real quick? And she's like, sure. And I would show her like the picture of my prize Charizard that I got out of the volcano, or like my Growlithe in a row. And she's like, what am I looking at? Okay, I guess so. Sure. Whatever, I'll just share them on Twitter. Twitter people will appreciate. Don't it. even get me started on the times that my dad has walked in on me playing that fucking game and just going like what the hell is this <laughs> he's like are you on a theme park like what you're on a track right i'm like yeah i'm on a track and you're taking pictures of, of these fantasy creatures <laughs> yeah it's it a lot to much. unpack that don't it was worry too much. It don't was worry too much. now speaking of nostalgia my friend the last thing on here number five is crash bandicoot 4 it's about time remaster cover art has been leaked so if the cover art exists, there's a good chance that a game might exist. Sure. So Definitely. box art for the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game were spotted by Gamatsu. The cover of the Xbox One version in... What the fuck is that word? Indicates. It says indeviates. Yeah. New word. <laughs> the cover of the Xbox One version indicates it will also work for the Xbox Series X. But the PS4 edition does not mention its next-gen counterpart. Mm. Also of note... Toys for Bob's name is on the cover, indicating that Vicarious Visions, the studio that developed the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, is not behind this title. Toys for Bob, however, developed the Spyro Reignited trilogy. So, Tomato... Spyro? I don't know. (laughs) Tomato Spyro? Tomato Spyro. I I don't know. Um, Have you ever played this fucking game? I've, Crash Bandicoot? I've never played a Crash game in my oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I played the first one on the PS1 a bunch, and then I played it a bunch in Uncharted 4 when they played it in that game. And then the sequel that was on PS2, which was what? Enter the Cortex? Or I forget what that one's called. Probably. Uh, hold on, let me see real quick. There was a lot on the PS2 that sucked, apparently. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them were, it looks like racing games. Uh, so many racing games. I think when fucking Vivendi Universal took over the series, it went to shit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the Wrath of Cortex. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, I, I played a good amount of both. And they're fun games because like, that speaks to my love for, like, mascot platformer collectathon games. But, like, I don't know. I never picked up the, the remake um, one that uh, Vicarious the Visions one. did, like, yeah. a few years ago, which supposedly is really great i've heard good things yeah, yeah. and they, apparently they did a great job with the spiral one as well so i don't know a new crash 4 like that's cool for the fans like i'm excited for it i don't know if i'll pick it up i still i feel more inclined to pick up the the trilogy yeah first. i think it's pretty cheap these days too yeah. i mean fucking it wasn't more than 40 bucks when it came out so mm-hmm. it's perpetually on sale yeah. i got a i got a hot take for you man sure this doesn't do anything for me i didn't uh-huh. grow up playing crash yeah you want me to wake the fuck up tell me that you're uh remaking the gex trilogy I will fucking, I will run. You and Gex. Me and Gex go way back, all right? We go way back. I played a lot of Gex. You want to really rile me up? Nintendo, tell me you're remaking fucking Buck Bumble. Oh, shit. Buck Bumble's a fucking game. I don't even like bees, but that game fucking slaps. Oh, shit. Not that that they're related, by the way, but if you gave me a two-pack of Mm -hmm. Buck Bumble Mm -hmm. and, uh, what is it, Sprocket, Robot on Wheels... Rocket. Is it just Rocket? Yeah, just Rocket, Robot on the Wheels. I'm calling him Sprocket all this time. Anyway, Rocket, Robot on Wheels. Good to go, man. That's a complete set right there, buddy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess the name It's About Time or whatever it's called will probably indicate some sort of time mechanic, but we'll see. I'm honestly, I'm more (laughs) excited for the new fucking Ratchet and Clank game than I am this. Oh yeah, definitely, actually. Definitely. I think I have more, oddly enough, more history with Ratchet and Clank than I do Crash, because I did play the PS2 like the, the second uh, Ratchet game. Mm-hmm. And then I played the remake that they did on uh, PS4, which was mm-hmm. actually pretty decent. It was decent. Was con- completely confused by the fact that it's interspersed with cutscenes from the film that they did. Yeah. And the film's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> which is the thing that sticks out to me. That was a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Don't understand that. I'm glad that they're making a game that has nothing to do with a fucking movie. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. My, my thing is, like, how do you make, like, these old mascot games feel modern like what do you do to make them feel different because like I crash bandicoot had like you collect apples you collect masks you do the endless runner thing it seems like but like do you still do that in 2020 like yeah how do you reboot crash if they were to move past these remasters yeah. i think the perfect way to do it is make it a revenge story <laughs> there we go <laughs> like what what was his it was his cousin right yeah the the, the girl crash uh what's what was her name dash bash yeah <laughs> no that was his brother <laughs> the bro <sighs> yeah but uh yeah man she you know she gets captured or something and you go on a fucking revenge quest you know you gotta you collect masks and apples and uh you also you you kill the fireflies <laughs> <laughs> it's good. this is a good transition point. <laughs> yeah, i see you levying for a transition <laughs> i'm trying to push for it yeah god damn it i it's a b plus uh transition but it's still one nonetheless i'll take it that's a, that's an a for me um so yeah let's let's cap this episode off um i don't know we have no other opinions about the rest of the news let's gex talk, let's talk about our last <laughs> of us part two impressions real quick no major spoilers super high level um so far i'm about 10 hours into the game i'm like three and a half yeah so we're at very different points so you got to know that like yeah. spoilers are not happening because it would spoil me on air yeah and that's not gonna happen because i'm gonna play this shit mm-hmm. i'm gonna play it all fucking weekend yeah let okay? me let me ask you real quick go, before going into the conversation yeah. did you have anything major spoiled for you 
yeah. beforehand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I talked about it on the show before. I, I know major plot points, and I know oh. major character okay. motivations. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And I'll, that's as far as I'm going to go yeah. into it. Yes, I understand what people <laughs> are upset about, and I think it's still completely taking out of context. And even some of the stuff that I'm seeing mm-hmm. that was spoiled for me feels very natural to what this story is. And the world, actually. And in fact, I don't know what you bitches were hoping for. It is a post-apocalyptic game. Mm -hmm. It is going to be bleak. These characters don't have happy endings because that is the nature of it, but there's a point to the suffering that they go through. That's that's what I'm get, getting so far. I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, there's a grand point we're working toward. I'm unsure what that is right now, mm-hmm. but it's like this is what post-apocalyptic fiction is, man. It's not well, a it's not a hero story. No, that's the, I think that's probably one of the more interesting like lenses you could apply to this. Like think about it like Walking Dead, right? Where there's so much nuance to like each character, each faction. Everybody is everybody else's villain, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's surviving because they need to survive with their people and any group they come across poses a threat to that so like while we see joel as this protagonist who does nuance things because he's kind of an anti-hero like think about how we left off with the last of us part two right yeah he did shit to serve himself and somebody he cares about and his group of people part one you mean yeah in part one um which therein might have fucked over other people and painted him as a villain you know so like while we hold him high he's nuanced he's not as great as we think he is and there's so much more going on in the world. As right? beloved of a character Joel is, if you consider him the hero of that universe, yeah. you don't understand these games. Yeah. It's or very you, simple. Or even to look at Ellie like in this this game as the hero. No, she's very much like still an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Still on her own hyper-focused quest despite the world around her. And how very interesting that she makes choices that echo mm-hmm. her father figure. Yeah. That, that was one thing where um, I really, I wanted a difference of feel between the two characters, between Ellie and Joel, because like when you play as her in The Last of Us Part 1 in the opening winter segment and then in, you know, the left behind it, they feel so different. She feels different because like, you know, she's- Do you this, mean mechanical based me- or- Mechanical and I think just the overall feel of her responding to the world. And then like four years later, because this game takes place four years after the first one, she just kind of feels like a mirror of Joel and a lot of her reactions to the world, how she feels as a, a character con- to control. Not to say that's a bad thing, but I wanted her, I wanted it to feel more unique for who she was as a character. Uh... And a lot of it still feels like, yes, she took on her father figure and, you know, a lot of her motivations are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, all that. I, I think there's a commentary, though, where it, it's almost like, um, well, one... If you play through The Last of Us 1, you may understand why, like, you know, the kind of oomph has been taken out of her. Because she was sarcastic, she mm-hmm. was sassy and funny in, like, in Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But this one, she's not. She's, no. she's definitely beaten by the world, right? Yeah. And you get glimpses of, like, who she was. Yeah, you like, do. There, you know, there are pivots in the narrative where it's like, okay, like, here's, you know, her at other points. Um, where it's like, okay, that's the Ellie we know and love, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, granted, it's still the Ellie that we know and love, but it's just like, that's how we remember her from the first one. Right. She um, is not that. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that needs to be, like, swallowed about yeah. this game. Like, it's a different Ellie. She, because <sighs> people go through different permutations. Yeah. And I think there's some sort of commentary about how we kind of, regardless of whether we want to or not, we adopt our parents behaviors and personalities as we go on Mm -hmm. in little ways small ways like she's glib in this game Mm -hmm. if you notice she's glib like joel was Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to see her adopt those tendencies that he has yeah and even even some outlooks it's just like wow (laughs) yeah it's so interesting right but um 
I, again, I need to get more into it to figure out like, you know, where, where that kind of goes. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, so let, let's talk about the, how the play feel of the game first. Cause sure. I think that's the easiest thing not to spoil. Yes. How has this game, like, how does it feel better and how does it not improve as well? Like, like what, what's different and what's not for you in this game? I think in the, in the way that it doesn't improve is that it's almost exactly the same like mechanically (laughs) like it is the same fucking game i think they do a great job in reducing some of the systems in terms of upgrades um because like upgrading some of your weapons and things became very granular with some of the trees but this is like they do it it's more menu based like the ui is cleaner the ui is a bit cleaner with it the mapping for like quick actions like quick Mm. healing or quick crafting on the fly that all feels really really refined but like they really just transported the control schema seven years into the future and it's like okay l1 is still run you're still doing the same you know things i think they do one thing that really did work for me um in that you have a go-to knife that you can rely on versus having breakable shivs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that a lot. Well, that's something they took from Left Behind. Yeah. Which was which was really cool. Like, it was like, thank God, because that shit's annoying to be like, yeah. okay, so I grab them, but then I have a choice between two different actions to either strangle or stab in the first game. Yeah. And I like how they do it here, where it's like, no, 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 just get to the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the shivs are gone in that context, which I kind of like it. They're not used for, like, opening doors in the same way or, yeah. you know, as a manageable resource. You really just use them for crafting, like combination weapons like a bat with you know nails like stuff like that sure sure sure, yes something like that so but mechanically it feels it feels good like it feels not as clunky as i thought it would um and they introduce a few mechanics here and there that feel borrowed from uncharted 4 which i really like um in terms of like jumping and a little more kind of like platforming anything to do with any rope like objects are directly taken from the best the best mechanic that uncharted 4 has ever introduced to gaming yeah it's because it's done here really well they have puzzles that i really like where you're like tossing over cords and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's just like oh wow that's a really realistic like the physics are amazing yeah (laughs) there there was one thing that i saw somebody on twitter post where it's like they were there's a puzzle where you have to like kind of move like a, a uh, what is it, a hose from one spot to another, and, like, you point it, like, directly to something that's close to you, but then you have to throw it over a fence. And, like, the animation of it throwing over the fence, somebody's like, that cost this person weeks to animate <laughs> this and make this happen cleanly and successfully for you guys to play it in, like, That's a divorce minutes. horse. That's, yeah, that's... So, that's the definition of a divorce horse. Um, outside of that, though, the, the one thing that I don't really vibe on well, because I just don't feel like it's it works as well as, like, the the hyper sense. Oh, yeah. I feel like it just feels duller here where I don't feel effective with it half the time. Actually, that that's an interesting comment because so a lot of Pierce is playing this game and I saw on Twitter she said her recommendation is if you can play this game as much as possible not using that sense mm-hmm. because it it actually just makes it a much more grounded yeah. realistic experience and, and it honestly it really helps. I've been going through the game and like the sound design is so immaculate that when I put on headphones, mm-hmm. I know exactly if something's in the room with me. Yeah. Like I remember uh, there's one scene where you're hanging out with Dinah, mm-hmm. right? Like she, she's a companion with you for a part of the game. Spoiler, I guess. And you get separated mm-hmm. and she starts calling out and I was able to find her, her location exactly from the sound, sound design. design. And yeah. I was just like, that is really cool. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this seeing through the wall. Like mm-hmm. what? Every Sony game has, has stolen has that from Batman since yeah. like Arkham Asylum. And it's like, you know what? You don't always need to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. We're just like, I don't, I'm not going to rely on this. Yeah. Right? It's not that good. No, it, it, it really isn't. Um, I know there's an upgrade for it to make it better. It's like, you should have just made it fine out the gate. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But outside of that, mechanically, it feels great. I like that... 
the thing about this game is it doesn't feel like it took too much influence from games other than like naughty dog's own lineage yep. right where it's like it feels like definitely an impression of like what the last of us one and left behind did and uncharted for uh, maybe it takes a little bit from like open world games like red dead in terms of like the granularity of like you know going through environments and just kind of looting and the animations for the looting. yeah the litany of animations there's in this so game many animations felt. but it's great because i, but I this feel one, like this it, one does a good job of like make like you know speeding those up and not making it like the whole focus yeah and i feel like the things that i do pick up serve my character whether it's to craft something or get you know resources to upgrade my skill sets or my weapons Mm -hmm. i really like the workbenches that's the thing those are cool the animations are amazing at the workbenches. i fucking love it where you're like adding an attachment to like your weapon and it's like it's a five second animation but it's so cool the way you see her do it the way that she disassembles a gun in (laughs) fucking like 4.3 seconds is just like i love seeing it every time i was like okay cool they made that like oddly satisfying for some Mm -hmm. reason yeah i I, the graphics by the way oh holy shit I'm playing on the pro mm-hmm. doggy dog with HDR on. Actually, I had a boo boo last night mm-hmm. where I had HDR accidentally turned off for like the first two hours. And when I turned it on, it was like, you know, getting a new pair of glasses for the first time. Yeah. I was just like, what? It looks beautiful. Yeah. The depth of shadows, the way light bounces off of shit, the trees and environments. Oh, the environmental God. rendering like is blowing my mind. Like that first scene where you're fucking like going into this like expanse, I'm like, whoa the mountains the grass like all of it and then going from like different setting to different setting is just amazing i don't know why i wanted to go from the mountains to the grass ray tracing up in (laughs) here i mean that was one of my favorite parts of the first one like going through the seasonal sets and seeing different locations during different times of the year and this game just like expounds on that just everything feels so lived in in that apocalyptic world it's great it's so good and the the facial animations holy shit like i i love watching just the cutscenes of like characters just talking because like it's so expressive even like when they're not saying anything like you see ellie just do a little smirk or like say something with her her brow and i'm just like wow dude there's this one this part <laughs> when i when i had to climb like this tower to get to the other side of like a wall mm-hmm. and Ellie like does a misstep and almost falls and Mm -hmm. immediately after she has this look of horror on her face and I I, I, like I by the way photo mode amazing in this game yeah I keep on getting stuck in every section taking a new photo yep (laughs) but like I zoomed into the face and I was like holy shit (laughs) they finally articulated fear in a video game yeah they did a good job it's amazing yeah yeah no the the facial animations are great the acting is great um standout performance so far from I think it's Shannon Woodruff who does Dina yeah um she's she's amazing and I'm glad to see so much screen time with that character because she's phenomenal Right. I, I, oh, I love that. You know, I, I miss, I miss Last of Us way of doing um, very naturalistic performances mm-hmm. where it's like, there's so much like emphasis on just like little throwaway lines, like little, just like realistic wording for stuff where you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm actually here. You know, mm-hmm. like it feels so real. Mm-hmm. I, I love the performances of this game. God damn, dude. And the mocapping goes so far even in terms of like the death animations where it's like, you see like um, a clicker take down Ellie or like you stealth kill like a human and just like the guttural, like fear and grimace as they're dying. There's just so much complexity just to even the death animations. I'm like, this is crazy shit. Yeah. It's pretty fucking <laughs> yeah. ridiculous to watch. Right. And I, I, I could see why like some people, you know, might turn their stomach. Cause like this one does not hold its punches for like its brutality and how it like animates that brutality as well. I, I want to say that's that's not all the game is, though. No. I know that's, like, something I've seen across the board where it's, like, this game is heavy, it's dark, it's bleak, 
it's gruesome it's violent it has such a focus on violence and morality when you're killing and it's like I get all that stuff, but there's so much painting in between the lines of heart in this game. This game has so much fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Like so many times I've smiled or just felt like a positive emotion based off of character interactions or just the humanity that's bred in those moments outside of the greater, like, okay, we're in a post-apocalyptic world. We're surviving day to day. There's a strong sense of sentimentality in the game that yes. is almost necessary in order to like yes. balance out those darker elements. Yeah. I think it's, it's very masterfully painted between Ellie and Joel, between Ellie and, and Dina. I, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm fucking really taken by it. Like I have been glued to it nonstop since I started yesterday. I know all I hear is fucking clicker screams coming from your fucking room. Yeah. I've had to switch off and kind of play between like, like out of my speakers on my TV and then play with headphones in to not like have certain things be spoiled. Cause I got to a section where I'm like, I don't want him to know about this. Yeah. So I'm just going to put my headphones in. <laughs> um, yeah. We're, we're out of sync because like I, I, um, yes. I didn't get, cause you had yesterday off and I had to work and I had to like really land something at work. So yeah. I didn't get to play until really late, but I made the same choice you did, which was like, I could stream the beginning of this cause I'm a stream boy, but I was like, you know what? This one's for me. Mm-hmm. this is i yeah. last of us one is one of my favorite games of all time yeah still is to this day and i just wanted to experience those intros like for myself didn't have yeah. to you know do do the shit or or you know have people throw bits and have my tyrannosaur show up on screen <laughs> i mean granted there's a lot of stuff that i would have loved to experience with the the chat for the first time the snowball fight like, yeah, <laughs> like i would yeah, have loved to have done cool. like that little warm moment and like because that's fun that's a fun mm-hmm. element of the world and i love We're, that it taught you the combat yeah i love being taught the mechanics of the game in interesting ways outside of the violence of the game yeah like i want to call a duty where you go through like a paintball <laughs> session you know what i'm saying yeah. that would be cool as fuck well uncharted did it as well where it's like okay you, you're taught the melee combat in a prison fight you're taught the gun combat in like you know nate's attic as he's shooting yeah, yeah. so it's like i like the way they do it um but it's just like by and large this game is not fun but moments <laughs> like that are fun and like i would have loved to have shared that um but in hindsight, I did go back and watch some of my other favorite streamers stream, like, the opening moments, like, some of the heavier parts, too, like... Oh, yeah, uh, tell me about what PewDiePie did. No, I... Who did I... I watch Andy Cortez and I watch Brie Bun, like, stream, like, the first two hours, which are, like, monumental points for the game, and I'm just like, this is cool to see them mm-hmm. react to it. So, I think there's enough to stream, um, honestly, to to, yeah. to get into and, and riff off of, because um, the game does... I'm not gonna go hard into it, but there's, like, mini open world areas, which is really cool. Yeah, oh, um, how do I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, because I that, mean, people that, know it takes place in Seattle. There you go. So yeah. when you get to Seattle, no context for why, but when you get to Seattle, it's actually really serene. Yeah. It's like a serene part, and it's so eerie seeing our city like that. We know that place. Mm-hmm. You open up a map, and it says fucking Capitol Hill on it, yeah. and I'm just like, yo, I know this. Yep. I you see the wheel, you see the Space Needle, you see all these landmark spots. It was almost too much, because I was just like, oh no, <laughs> they're doing it. Yeah. I want to tell you, just as an aside, as a kid, I always envisioned where, like, you know, I would play video games and be like, okay, cool, they made a mall or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, like, why why not just, like, map a real mall, man? Like, mm-hmm. why not? And then, like, I growing up, I understand, because it's like, depending on the mechanics of a game, whether it's third person or first person, just, like, literally mapping an entire area one for one may not serve the game. Yeah. In different ways. I get sure. that. But I still had it in my head. I was like, I would love to be in a virtual version of like a place like, you know, what's it like being in front of the Eiffel Tower for real? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want a like an approximation. I want it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I play this game, even though it's still like that approximation, it's still eerie going. 
Yeah, that's Seattle. Because <laughs> well, it lands the feel of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I would say this game and Days Gone do that very adequately, where it's like, you nailed what it feels like to be in Bend, to be in Oregon, to, with this game to be in Seattle, like to, to walk through areas of like Capitol Hill or like Westlake or all these like spots. I'm just like... I, dude, I'm getting to the point where I where I can't um, divorce zombie fiction from the Pacific, Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I can't. I don't Which know Which is weird because a lot, a lot of the initial media took place on like on the East Coast. How did my life become this? I love it though. I, again, I still want some horror stories in Florida because I think that's a, an mm. infinitely scarier place oh, than the PNW. For sure. <laughs> well, what you were saying, Crawl took place Crawl in took place in Florida, and I was like, there you go. No hurricanes <laughs> out here, bitch. Like, um, <laughs> so you made the point earlier where like, I was like, okay, it doesn't. it's not a one-for-one. One. Like, you know, it's it's Seattle in the year 2038. Um, there are landmark things that are missing, obviously. But you're like, it's a better take than what Starbucks. Infamous did. Yeah, there's no Starbucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Infamous was some <laughs> fantasy, goofy version. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that was. But, like, I like it. The greens are lush. The neighborhoods feel like lived in and feel like neighborhoods that I've walked through before. To see the hills of like what would be like Fremont or like yeah. up like um, Second Hill or just like the elevation levels to see like the rain mist coating the, the landscape. I'm like, yep. This is Seattle. Watch, we're gonna see a fucking like a uh, 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 like a update to the game, and then Chop is gonna be in there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> You're gonna be walking around like what? The or fuck? when they inevitably do the multiplayer mode. Like, there's just going to be, like, here's the chop, you know, fucking liberation fight. So it's going to be a mixture of, like, Capitol Hill and people having a raided Cheesecake Factory yeah. cheesecakes <laughs> around there. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> so you just got to that that open area, Just right? got to it. Okay. And I think I'm going to pick up on stream tonight because mm-hmm. I think those areas are, like, cooler to start off with than just heavy, heavy story beats. Mm-hmm. So that'd be neat. Yeah. But yeah, just got there. I don't know nothing about nothing. I, I haven't even really fought that many humans in the game yet. Yeah, you told me that. I was like, oh, that's kind of right. Yeah, it takes probably like four hours or so for you mm-hmm. to really come across like human enemies. Like you fight a lot of clickers and infected in the beginning. Yeah, um, that's all I fought so far. And I actually like that this game is established in a world where it's like everybody knows how to use a gun. Everybody knows how to fight these things. Yeah, like don't even worry about that. People yeah. know how to use guns in, yeah. in The Last it's, of Us, it's right? It's pretty cool to have that established history of like a game within a universe. Because it's like this game is... A com- it's like a, a companion piece really like it's not anything without its first game and i imagine it's really hard for people to pick this up without any context of the original or have it s- have the same like um value or weight to it i think it's impossible to play yeah. this game without knowing the original story yeah <clears throat> it's totally relying on that even moments that happen later on i'm like yeah if you didn't know these characters none of this would mean anything Honestly, yeah. No, it, it has a huge impact and a de- definite kind of like callbacks to the original that are necessary because the way that I look at it, it, it feels more like a novel was separated than it ever was the sequel yeah. was made. This is a novel from like start to finish. Mm-hmm. And you know some of, the, some of the things and tones you may not enjoy, but you're not really meant to. It's their story. You know, it's... Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I accepted it too. Or it's like, I trust Naughty Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, whatever story regardless of how i feel of the decision you made i know you're serving an overall arc and there's a vision to this and i'm i'm always interested to see their end point with a game because mm-hmm. it's like i know they're deliberate with all that they do this game is very deliberate there's a lot of like narrative and design choices that they they probably labored so hard over even the 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 design to make it semi-open world uh which i was nervous about because like uncharted doesn't always handle that well but this game does Mm -hmm. where it's like you have like mini areas like side missions where it's like okay you have to fucking clear out an area you check it off your map and it's like you kind of go through spot to spot that's really cool yeah (laughs) it does lead to a problem that isn't that i'm not used to in a naughty dog game um or at least like games before lost legacy 
it gives me a little bit of executive dysfunction where I'm just like, yeah. I'm not sure what to approach and I'm not sure what's important in the environment either. Yeah. Cause like sometimes it'll be like, Oh, Hey, that looks like just some bullshit in the background. But when I actually go to it, it's like, Oh, there's files and stuff. There's files, there's collectibles, oh. there's all this stuff, which hurts the completionist in me because I yeah. want to get everything. Yes. And I hate knowing that something that looked innocuous actually had stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's maybe where that some of the tedium comes in. Or like, if you are, have any obsessive compulsive nature, this game is going to take hours from your life. Just combing through, every drawer looking at everything i open every drawer dude i have I to do too. yeah but if the prompt is there i'm going to press the prompt yeah so that, that, that that's where it gets where like okay it gets a little long in the tooth in some segments or ready for me where i'm mm-hmm. just like hmm haven't really heard anybody say any dialogue and nothing in the story has happened because i'm just out here fucking searching for band-aids and shit. <laughs> or like you 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 get to a point where a, a, a companion character knows the next point to go, but you venture off and they're like, okay, they're not with me. Probably because they're still standing at that next checkmark point where they want you to move forward with the game. <laughs> Have you had anything goofy happen with a companion character yet? No, not at all. I had an instance in the synagogue that you run into uh-huh. where you first use the rope to get out of there, uh-huh. where, again... I need to explore everything. So I realized that, oh, hey, we're going out again. Mm-hmm. But there's a door that I didn't explore. So I jumped back down and went up it. Mm-hmm. And my companion followed me <laughs> and got stuck there. Oh, no. Got stuck in the synagogue where they were having a conversation where I was already outside. And I was like, you're still in there. What the <laughs> How do I get you fuck? out? And then I realized she teleported. Uh, yeah so it took me out of the game just a little uh, insy bit but she definitely teleported because there was no way that she got like i was hearing and then suddenly she was right there i was just like okay yeah that that actually happens a few times where it's like you are very far away from that character and then you're on the horse and the next second they're right next to you on the horse and i'm like okay i was like all right i I get it though okay i get it i get it too i get it you can't solve for everything. No, <laughs> you you really can't. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of things they're accounting for in this game as a whole. But like, um, you know, let me let me just put it this way, man. Like, if you teleported like behind me on horseback, I'd have questions. You'd have some questions. I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Are with you that? wizard? I was like, well, what do you got going on there, teleporter? If you could teleport, why don't you teleport into the middle of a bank and get us rich? Oh. Get us rich. <laughs> Listen, I I have teleportation skills because mm-hmm. I've never view bombed a game and I live honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, do you have any other, like, high-level impressions, like, at this point? I know you're super early on it. We're gonna do a deep-dive episode very late. Yeah, we're doing a review episode, for sure, but, um, um high-level, high I, it feels great to be back. I, I, I do think that there is a more morose tone mm-hmm. to this game than the first one had, and that's amazing to say, given how morose the first game can be, mm-hmm. but there's something a little more, I think, hopeful uh, as a part of your mission to like, hey, mm. Ellie is immune, and we're gonna try to like save the world was basically the the the, the veil of that game. Mm. And as we know that that expectation is subverted, but yeah. with the sequel to start off with like everything's bleak and it kind of turns into a revenge quest, it definitely has a much more sour mm-hmm. tone to the original. And that's something that's been hard to reconcile. But as you said before, there are these high moments of sentimentality that kind of. I won't say completely balance it out, but give you that levity that you need. Yeah. But I need to know what the whole full ride is because, like, I've had moments in this game, without spoiling anything, where I could feel my own anxiety spiking. Yeah. And you even said to me, you're like, I, sometimes I have to walk away from the game for, like, 30 minutes. I literally, yeah, in, in between, like, hour or two hour segments, I'll come into your room and you're like, is everything good? Is, is this game really that heavy? And I'm just like, no, I just need to walk away from it every once in a while because it's, like, it's a lot to take it's in. It's a lot. 
all in one sitting <laughs> and like you know i've been playing it for like i had to take like a two-hour break and clean my bathroom yesterday just to like decompress from like yeah some of the parts leading into like the the seattle segment i'm just like okay cool i'm good i'm good to go back i mean credit it. to a game that can make you yeah. feel anything like that yeah it's it's a complicated game there's gonna be a yeah. lot to unpack and say about it it is not one note um there's a lot in this package a lot of emotion a lot of sentiment a lot of anger a lot of Uh like all of it but i don't think it's just it's only a revenge quest game there's so much more i think that's where naughty dog gets the most credit honestly the subtlety and the writing that builds this complicated story at the same time i live in a world where an effect an infection has changed our way of life completely Mm -hmm. and people are angry and taking out their anger in different ways Mm -hmm. so like to have that contact exposure with a game that just like Mm -hmm. is is a fucking roller coaster of just that yeah is difficult it is and i knew i kind of knew it would and i i'm not really like susceptible that much to Mm -hmm. like you know just being like oh i can't engage with this product but at the same time i do (sighs) recognize that like oh wow this is heavy as fuck well it just feels super like prescient too because it's like going to seattle and then like and it's in Seattle. It's every. It's everything. Fighting like these insurgent groups, and it's just like, oh, what's happening? Uh, it's like this feels really topical. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 bizarre, <laughs> but I'll, all that said, like I I fucking love it, and um, one of my favorite things to do is break glass. <laughs> like I don't know why it's a simple mechanic, <laughs> but like to like to get into buildings or like kind of find like items like. You think, oh, I probably have to get a key for this. Like, no, just break a fucking window and you can just vault into a room and it feels so fun to do. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that mechanic because, like, I, I was faced with, the, like, literally the game spells it out for you the first time it happens. There is a brick in front of a window. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, can I? Can I? The game I? is not expressly telling me that that's a thing, but hey, let me pick up. <gasps> like, the first time it happens, it's like, it's in amazing. In the first one or this one? In this one. Oh, okay. In this one. Like, because, like, in the first one, it, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, break a window to, like, continue traversing. This mm. one does a lot of it, actually. Well, yeah, because there's no... Hell, you have a fucking jump run. Yeah. A run jump. Yeah. Yeah, a run jump. What? You literally platform between buildings at points. I was it, like, whoa. Because it, it's it's the Uncharted thing where there's no one path to get to your destination. Yeah. It, the worlds are very circular and open. Yeah, um, yeah, true. some of the stuff you do. So, I, I guess with that comes player choice. It's like, okay, how do we want them to explore this? Right. So With bricks. With, with bricks. Bricks are our <laughs> traversal tool. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. I'm excited to actually kind of sit down and platinum it, too, because the trophy list is significantly easier than the last one. Mm-hmm. No, the, is the there no one. difficulty? No one, difficulty, right? no mm-hmm. multiplayer trophies. Um, yeah, no, you have to play it twice. It's literally like... Get all the upgrades, find all the collectibles, do like a few optional things, beat the game, obviously, and just get everything. That's really it. <laughs> That's kind of neat. Sounds uh, doable. Sounds doable. Sounds doable. I like it. Yeah. You got anything else? Because I feel like I'm I'm not going to have anything more of substance until I play way more of this game. I, I have a lot I really, really want to say about it, but it's just like... Is it tethered to the story and the choices or... Um, not, not even. I mean, I, I think, I think it's some of it's harder to dive into without like a, you know, spoiler conversation. It's like mm-hmm. not even really talking about the major stuff, just kind of the subtleties or the narrative switches that I really love that they do here and there, which when they did it in the first game or when they do it in any fucking Naughty Dog game, like, whoa, it's so groundbreaking. But it's just like, they're doing it for a very deliberate reason to show you a different side of a story or a different point in time. And it's super effective. Mm-hmm. I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll save the rest of it, to be honest. Immaculate gameplay, immaculate story. Good job, Naughty Dog. You really, you fucking... Good job, Naughty Dog. I'm, I'm glad this game is here. It it makes a hard, makes a hard, hard bet for itself in terms of, like, my game of the year spot. But we'll see. We'll see where I sit at the end of it. 
But let's not let um, Final Fantasy know, VII. No, 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 no. That's not our fervor for this game. Override the fact that Naughty Dog needs to change how they produce games. That's true. They need to stop making games the way they do. And I that's that's not a kind uh, of sorry. It's not a criticism to the product itself. In fact, uh-huh. it has nothing to do with the product. It has to do with the production. Stop fucking burning people out. Stop making people fucking crunch. Stop having junior members take on work that they do not have the experience or time or wherewithal to do. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Need to fucking change how you make these games. And I, my, my concern is with AAA games, when they do get that critical acclaim and when they sell well, we fucking skirt on by all of the pain and misery it took to get that thing out of the door. Mm -hmm. Don't let that happen. Yeah. We did that with (laughs) Rockstar. We've done that with a Uh lot of games. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm interested to see what what the future of Naughty Dog looks like after this game. Like, they suffered a lot of attrition, like, with people leaving and getting burnt out from this game. And they had articles written about them. They got put on blast left and right. Yeah, I I don't know if, like, Neil's going to keep soldiering on, like, you know, in in his role, or if he'd want to take a step back like fucking Bruce did, or, you know, anything. Like, I wouldn't blame them um mm-hmm. i mean there is talks of a part three i don't mm. really know what that looks like or how that's even feasible um because like there was a time where part two didn't even seem like a thing that should happen yeah um, yeah that's very true but now it almost seems necessary from what i'm seeing i guess just the way they set it up i'm just like yeah i wanted to hear this story mm-hmm. and that's what i'm impressed by oh yeah any sequel that makes me go like oh i actually really wanted to hear this story you know <laughs> like i was satisfied with the original yeah and you somehow came out with an interesting dilemma to make me go, let's see how this plays out. Yeah, I think part one set that interesting question at the end that like any movie would just walk away from, right? Where it's like they drop the mic with this like nuanced character thing and just kind of like, okay, well, that was that story was for those characters. But Naughty Dog's like, let's explore this question that you have. Let's explore this option that, you know, Joel decided to move forward with and see how it impacts the world. And mm-hmm. I think it makes for a very powerful narrative game. <laughs> yeah i want to play more yeah well i mean do you want to land it i don't know if you have anything else to say any other commentaries but uh no not about the last of us just yet we'll have a review episode but um no other than that let's 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 uh let's put this one to bed okay so this is the last episode of the save oh wait no we didn't get a meandies sponsorship we did not all right never mind you have more of us coming yeah we're five away from 100 dude we are wow we're actually like really close to like four years of the podcast too what do we do i don't know do we do another live stream Let's sell it. You want to sell it? Yeah. Who would buy this piece of shit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some some other lonely Floridians. Uh, only sad boys can run this one. <laughs> I'll sell it to Vargi. Sell it to Vargi? Yeah. Cool. For a nickel. <gasps> but no, I, I, like so close to 100. I mean, we've done well over 100 episodes, but in terms of our numbered track, we should go out with a bang. We should do something really cool for that one. I know. We're 100. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Even if we do like a live episode for number 100. Um, rent out a stadium fuck rent out the the key arena <laughs> let's rent out the key arena they're not using it right now exactly <laughs> Concerts aren't happening exactly that's how we get that shit on discount there we go all right <laughs> see us uh, for episode 100 key arena <laughs> social distance wear masks yeah. it's enforced <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening to the save room as we said before you can catch us on spotify soundcloud itunes all them in that and also twitter at save room show if you want to give us a little menchie Always appreciate it, all right? Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say, really. That's all I got. That's really, really all I got. You it's know? all drained. Uh, live well, be good to each other, play great games. Uh, don't forget Black Lives Matter, arrest mm-hmm. the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Anything else? Oh, um, <laughs> feel free to out abusers. There. Feel absolutely free. 
whisper culture is not going to get any sort of change that you think is going to occur. Uh-uh. All you're doing is protecting these people to continue to do the abusive, harmful things they do for our different nerdum industries. Well said. Don't. <laughs> you see it? You say something. Yeah. You remember all the signs in the airports? See something, say something? Yeah. Yeah. Now that applies everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. It's been another one, and we'll catch you next week. Remember to save your game. Boom.